When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that requires the answer to its riddle before you can get into its sphincter. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, what, what is the sound of one hole clapping? Um, <laughs> what is the sound of one hole with clap? <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... We're going to talk rubber bands. We're going right? to talk about rubber. No, just rubber. Rubber uh, cement, because we're all huffing it, because we're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only life I have left. Um, no, we're talking about rubber. The 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 garb, the fetish, the 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 life. The rubber yeah. life. Hashtag rubber life. And we're going to have a guest. Yeah. We're going to have a, might I say, stunning guest, uh, uh, Pup Amp from the what's the safe word on youtube uh has a big youtube channel and then also has a new podcast called what's your safe word what as in w-a-t-t-s which yeah we'll talk more about more to him and yeah that boy hot the boy oh. <laughs> but first but first yeah okay great great uh, news 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 so good so good yeah yeah everyone loves it okay so the first thing we've talked a little bit about hey should i be on prep if i'm not fucking yeah right yeah um uh, so some more some more on that it's really interesting to me first of all i met with my doctor and we talked it through and he was like it's kind of up to you i don't care and i was like okay doc thanks um but what we're gonna do is renew my prescription and then i'm gonna get a big supply and then i'm gonna stop and then I'm going to start when I actually am like maybe going to have the chance to have sex again. Do you do you have. OK, you you may actually use like schedule sex dates. So you may actually have the like, well, in the third Saturday of J- like June, I will be having sex. So, yes, on the 8th at 4 p.m., I shall restart <laughs> my prep because I'm not having sex until the 15th. Yeah. And yeah. I'm able to schedule those things. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I get yeah, it. That may not. Yeah. I, I feel like just for my own sake and safety and just to be in the, you know, 0.05% chance that someone's inside me soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm a rule following rule follower and mm-hmm. the state of Washington is under a lockdown until uh, May the 4th at the earliest. So there's, there's no way I'm fucking before May the 5th. <laughs> yeah. And, same. Um, but I mean, but that's also not that long from now, right? Like all things considered. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. Gonna, it's going to be longer. Are we? Is all of our stories related to? This seems like the ongoing saga of prep versus Corona. Well, so it's actually prep. Uh, so it's actually Truvada versus Descovi versus Corona that I want to talk about this time. Sure. Um, I switched over to Descovi. Did you really? Yeah. That's really interesting because. Of the three groups, Descovi, Truvada, and nothing, perhaps because you stopped because of coronavirus, it turns out that there is a a weight gain associated (gasps) with moving from Truvada to Descovi. And um, I quit. I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) There's ongoing research. So you can't like. Well, first of all, I'm not a doctor, so don't fucking listen to me. But second of all, like uh, this is in that space of like wait until the doctors say something but this they're studying it these are all early re- results etc but apparently something about uh, truvada will lower cholesterol and um actually is a weight gain suppressor and hmm. they're finding that as they move people over to discovy it does not have those same uh effects and people's weight and cholesterol are going slightly up and i just i did not know that I didn't <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that there was any sort of like cholesterol or weight side effects associated with any of those drugs but but uh, Truvada especially. Yeah, same. Um the reason I moved over is um 
when we tested my kidney function, which we do regularly, uh, my doctor said it was a little bit up. So that's why she wanted to move me over to Discovy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But what do I care more about? My kidneys or my weight? <laughs> it's a tough, it's really a tough call. Yeah. How am I going to achieve my goal of being an Instagram influencer? Yeah, I agree. And <laughs> we, the podcast really needs you to be ripped, Kyle. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you can tell in my voice when I'm at my heaviest, you can just hear I'm a little bit more jolly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, that's it. It's an ongoing thing. Just, uh, uh, always do what your doctor says, talk to your doctor. And I, I just, I didn't realize I knew that there were side effects, but I did not realize it had anything to do with any of that shit. Yeah. Same. Can you, uh, do a theme song for to prep or not to prep? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to prep or not to prep. Yeah. That's the name of the segment. I've decided. I do, 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 do. Should you take prep or quit? <laughs> Wait, okay, that kind of dropped off at the end, but okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. News the next? Yeah. Okay, so um, there was an iHeart Radio Living Room Concert for America that was held on Sunday, March the 30th, and Elton John hosted it, and it was an hour-long special to raise funds for all of the heroes and pillars of society working on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic, meaning like first responders, healthcare workers, yeah. that kind of thing. There was Billie Eilish, Mariah Carey, Alicia Keys, the Backstreet Boys, Tim McGraw, Green Day's Billy Joel Armstrong, um, Sam Smith, and more. And introducing Sam Smith, Elton John said live on the air, quote, here from his bedroom in his home in London is my dear friend, Sam Smith. And uh, Twitter lost its goddamn mind because he, um, Sam Smith, Sam Smith prefers they, them pronouns, has declared that he is non-binary and uh, 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 that they are non-binary. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And and Sir Elton did not did not res- respect that. And uh, just I don't know. What do you think? Like, on the one hand, Elton John's kind of a bitch. On the other hand, he's also old and maybe doesn't know better or like uh, is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, this my, this kind of thing always trips me up. My opinion is we are I'm going to guess the Twitter was like we now hate Elton John, right? Like, he's the worst. You're not. You don't do it. We, you suck. Right. That was a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. So, and then if, and then, of course, the backlash to that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Th- this is like the waves that always happen when, when there's, there's any kind of scandal. The team that's like, he's old. Give him a break. And then and then there's the other team that's like non-binary is not a thing. Fuck them. Oh, God. Uh, right. So it just and it turns into a clusterfuck of horribleness. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's the name of my next orgy um, <laughs> um no i okay. sponsored by discovery <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think uh, well i don't think you get a pass if you're old like when elton john was growing up gay there were old people and no one would be like or people may be like no i don't believe in gay but i'm old so it's cool like i don't buy that what i always ask is is he doing a I don't know what the word is for non the homo the word homophobic for non-binary is he non-binary phobic as a person does he think that non-binary isn't a thing and he doesn't like them like is he an outspoken disagreeer for non-binary in which case he deserves backlash if he fucked up once which is my assumption not knowing anything about this before now if he just fucked up once then people just need to educate him and be like hey Sam Smith uses they then you should do that. And then we should all move on to, to automatically jump to you are a homophobic person because of a thing you did without knowing that you have a track record of it, I think is dangerous. Well, but he, he does have a track record of being a cunt. Just like, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. <laughs> about non-binary shit. I mean, he, he, no, but about like lots of things. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, he even has like a top 10 hit the bitches back, right? Like he just, <laughs> He, well, you he can, gets zero fucks and is very loud about it. But that's it. different. Being a, a bitchy cunt is different than <laughs> being a, a non-binary anti-vaxxer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So in all of the like horseshit brouhaha, the, 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 the 
clusterfuck of awfulness uh, hosted by Kyle Getz, sponsored by Discovery, uh, is this person that said, this is a great example of the left eating the left. Doesn't matter how far left you are, the first time you slip up, they're all waiting to pounce on you and call you out and try to get you fired. There is no similar phenomenon on the right. Okay, so there's a lot of that I agree with, except the end part. There fucking is a similar phenomenon on the right. Ignoring that part, just talking about the first part, I, I, I'm really worried about that. Donald fucking Trump and the other autocrats of the world are going to win and continue winning and be reelected because on the left, we can't get our shit together and stop drowning mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly uh, another way to say kind of what I'm saying. I think we're on the same page about like, yeah, you need to call it out. That's important. And especially we're cis dudes. So like, you know, t- to help support non-binary people and be like, yo, it's not just non-binary people that think this, it's also cis people that are part of the community that are supportive. Like, I think that's important, but I also don't think we need to um, send back all our Elton John records now. <laughs> Can we all mail our Elton John records back to him? <laughs> that'd, be oh, the weirdest, that'd be the weirdest thing. <laughs> can we can we send them all to sam smith and let them burn them oh i love it no okay now we're this is the opposite of what i think (laughs) but it's just so funny can we stick our dicks in the center of the record um oh let's see the uh was not a 45 what were the small ones no yeah 45s were the small ones they had a bigger hole in them i don't know that my dick would fit through it though we'll see i'd have to we'll still (laughs) next week on (laughs) gayish all right uh, news the last? Yeah. Okay, this one's actually fun. Scottish journalist Lewis Staples asked Twitter on... <laughs> Founder of Staples. <laughs> Who knew that that was a family business? <laughs> on April 2nd, he asked Twitter a simple question. Quote, is there an image that you find intensely triggering because you were so into it when you were young and it was forbidden yeah. and you didn't want to deal your homo impulses but also couldn't look away? Yeah. And it started this whole thing of pictures, ideas, people, and the whole thing being like, when did you know you were gay? And yeah. some of the go-tos are pretty great, right? Like Chris Evans in the 2005 film Fantastic Four when he's just wearing a towel in oh. the hallway. Fuck my ass, that boy's hot. Um, <laughs> Wait, and Chris Evans earlier than that in whatever teeny bopper movie with the whipped cream. Wasn't not that another him? teen movie, I think it was. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. D- Dan will find it. Dan. Um uh, let's see. There's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Jarhead. And like there's that one picture that's like him putting on a shirt or something that I feel like a lot of people relate to. Yeah. What's, your, what's yours, Mike? Um, so uh, there's a couple. There's a couple. I mean, um, pick one. It, well, just shut up, Kyle. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Fair. Uh I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it before. I definitely had like, holy shit, I can't believe it feelings about um, yeah, uh, Calvin Klein and Marky Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think that one's like sort of sort of passe or, or whatever. Uh, a, a couple of other ones. I had a thing for the guy uh, that was the um, the rapper in CNC Music Factory. Oh, sweet Jesus. I, I don't I just, remember I, uh, I mean, I think that they rose they rose to prominence in like 1989, 1990. That's like the start of hormones happening. And I was so mm-hmm. confused because I was supposed to like girls. And goddamn, every time that video came on VH1 or whatever the fuck, I was like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> I need I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about, how about you? Mine, like the very first thing, which I looked through this thread to see if I could find this one. And I didn't. And it's Enrique Iglesias. He doesn't have a shirt on. He's wearing or it's open or something. And he's wearing like leopard pants. Ooh. Oh, God. It was I it just I. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You, you know, how have you ever found a porn that you watched as a kid when you started watching gay porn and you just have all these things of like, oh, my God, the dick is going in the ass. These are the most beautiful people I've ever seen. What is happening? <laughs> and like, even I still have like those weird feelings. So I totally get this. And then you go back and they're like, not, not, this not, is not, not so great, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still into it because like young, you just is the still memories. Yeah. Like why I like watching the TV show friends. Uh, like- some other ones that are in here, David Duchovny from X-Files. Apparently uh, people had a, a thing for him. Um, 
uh, Chris O'Donnell in the 1997 Batman and Robin mm, that, at, when, yeah. when, when they had the nipple armor. Yep. Um, uh, let's see. There's um, what is that guy's name? Oh my God, Channing Tatum. Uh, mm. That's a hard name to remember. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt, especially Brad Pitt in the cowboy hat in Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Uh, th- there's just it, it's it's really interesting. So uh, let us know what yours were. Yeah, everybody. we should start a thread in our uh, Facebook group. Yeah, we will. Or someone we do that because we're bad at doing things after we say them. Someone start this thread. And also, there's a listener named Jr. that just moved to Chicago, and he and I've been chatting. And sweet fucking Jesus, I'm I know I'm gay when I talk to him. And I know you don't like it, but Nati Polari, just deal with it. Fuck. What is that? Did I eat, did you skip or is that the Polari word of the week? It's the Polari word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I didn't um, know if that was just our internet connection because <laughs> oh. I didn't get it. Okay. What is it? I mean, but every time that you talk and I, 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 I wasn't listening, I can just blame it on the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Polari word of the week is actually the Polari phrase of the week, which okay. I think is going to be important, but it's, it's Nanti Polari. Now uh, it's, this is like advanced, like learn how to use your shit working together. Polari being the language that we're talking about, and nanti, uh, which we've said before, means none or no or don't. And nanti polari means don't you fucking say a word. Don't <gasps> talk. Is this is this in like a sexual contest? Like, shut up, faggot. Like, like I want. Or is this like, don't use polari because we're going to get found out? No, it's it's more like I'm Mike is being bitchy to Kyle saying, shut your goddamn whore mouth. <gasps> nanti polari, Kyle. Oh, I get it. I like yeah. it. Don't judge me. Don't fucking say a word. I like that. Yeah. Nanti Polari. Whenever I order Indian food, I always get the Nanti. <laughs> it's real good, right? <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. Okay. Uh, yes, Dan. Hey, wanted to hop in and confirm that hey. it was not another teen movie uh, in which Chris Evans is naked except for whipped cream. And then um, I looked up whether there are any, if there is a term yet for someone who is anti-non-binary or like doesn't acknowledge non-binary people or... or yeah, transphobic seems wrong, but maybe close. Yeah, so that's what I, like, my brain jumped to initially is that non-binary, as we've learned, is part of the trans umbrella. But Thanks, to, Molly Woodstock. Yeah, so, but to just use transphobia at, as a proxy for, for that specific thing is kind of odd because there are binary trans people who can be non-binary phobic even though they themselves are trans or not transphobic generally. Um, there are oh, a couple wow. words that have been bounced around. Uh, NB-phobia. N- can we call them Naberts? Non-binary, exclusionary, radical trans people. <laughs> uh, I, I think you might need to workshop that a little bit more. Okay. I'll, yeah, right. Oh, I'm uh, on board. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one I found was binarist. Like sort of like sexist, but like you're, you're, you're binarist. So mm. that they sounds need to like workshop that workshop yeah, that everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could we just, could we just maybe go with asshole? Does that work? Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. That works. <laughs> Problem solved. That's it. That's the news. That's it. Uh, so I want to thank uh, some of our Patreon supporters, uh, Dustin Salman Salman. Wow. I was trying to do that smooth with two A's and Salmon, but I, I don't think that worked. Uh, Any relation to uh, Salman Rushdie? Yes. He's his dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Dean Barney. Oh, yeah. Hi, Dean Barney. Hi, Dean Barney. Uh, He always says wonderful things about me, and I love it. Oh, okay. Well, I forget it. (laughs) You you too sometimes, I think. (laughs) Okay, 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 cool. Uh, Mark Henning. Hello. uh, And Daniele Giannotti. (laughs) Did we already say thank you to Daniele? Uh, well, no? they, they were on uh, the the Patreon thing with the butt plug. Oh, that's right. But I don't know were. if we actually. Oh, we have bonus content shit to listen to while you're sitting alone crying um, at patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Thank you to all our supporters. We really appreciate it. Also, we are still a couple months behind on like the thank yous, which is a really 
cool and exciting problem to have. We're going to try to catch up. So if you haven't heard your name yet, I promise we will say we will give you the shout out that you rightfully deserve. I think someone called in and was like, obviously our listener, because he was like, I need a shout out. Suck my dick. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll get we'll get to you. Yeah, thank you for your money, but hold your horses. Nanti Polari. Yeah, (laughs) keep your dick in its holster for now. Um, Another programming note real quick. Uh, There is, uh, so Pride 48, which is, to our knowledge, the only queer podcasting network in the country, uh, is having a Zoom happy hour. Um, That's coming up this Saturday, Saturday, April the 11th. Uh, It's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Go to pride48.com for more info. Yeah. Also... We already so we pre-recorded our interview with Amp, so I can't say this in the regular. So in my yeah. gate, Tiger King. Okay, I'll stop there, and then we'll come back to that later. Wait, you can't just say Tiger King at times like this and get away with it, Kyle. Boy, <laughs> boy, gay. The the everyone. I'm late to the party to the Netflix Tiger King party. Yes, we can't. We can't do this right now. We have a whole other episode to do. But jo- just- Joseph, <laughs> Joseph Peters Matthews, the priest, texted me to say, "Please let me know the first time that you do a polyamorous wedding ceremony." <laughs> <laughs> How m- do you take these folks? <laughs> Do you want these I'm, maggots forever? Come on now. <laughs> I, I now pronounce you all the husbands. <laughs> uh, um, should we talk about rubber? Yeah, let's talk about rubber. All right. Let's talk about rubber. Okay. I, so I just, I, we, like Kyle said, we already recorded the interview part last weekend. So like time is weird. I'd turn on the time cave, but I'm pretty sure it would break the internet. <laughs> um, and, I don't. I fr- I don't think I talked about it that much when we talked to Amp, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like the closest thing I can think of that like feels similar is um m- like metallic stretchy material. I I used I used to buy them a lot for Tremor, and they're hot as fuck. And <laughs> I, I'm super into that. And You're maybe about, like, that's chainmail. Like, no, 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 no. Like uh, like like lame, like stretchy, like. <laughs> He might he would look good in chainmail too actually um <laughs> no but like like you know like like gold or silver or like that kind of blue metal stretchy material like spandex hmm. but shiny hmm I, I i'm same i didn't totally understand rubber and obvi i feel like now we should say this to everything like totally support you be into what you're into yeah yeah d- totally and don't be into what you're not yep yep and it just rubber was not something i understood actually after talking to him he uh was really helpful and i i started to be able to understand it a little bit more so i liked our i liked our conversation but something about our conversation with him w- was when he's talking about like getting into and out of rubber like sometimes <laughs> you, you need a team of people to help yes, you but just yes no no fetish of mine is going to require that much yeah. work wait just, but don't <laughs> Don't don't give away the goods quite yet. They have to listen to the interview to hear more about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, is there more to say or should we get to that? Uh, let's get to our convo because I have nothing more to say. Great. So should we should we take a break? Let's take a break. Pull that rubber band until it breaks. Snap. Crackle poppers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> We're here with Amp. Hey, Amp. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Great. Good. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it. I'm I'm not always on, but I've had enough coffee today, so. <laughs> get ready to get on and, uh-huh. and get off. So we're here to talk to you about rubber. Yeah. Okay. Rubber. I barely know her. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> okay. Okay. Start me out. I, I really need the very beginning. So, like... I I don't think rubber's my jam. I guess I don't know that it's not my jam, but like help me understand like what is the interest and kink and and just why and what people do with leather or rubber. Sure. sure. Well, I mean I could do leather, rubber, anything you need, but um so I think I don't know, I forget now which one of you guys had the soccer player over in like the sports gear and fetishy stuff recently, but somebody, somebody had somebody over for some fun on your podcast. 
I ask dudes to, well, if they, if we, I see the conversations going the right way, like either bro-y mm-hmm. or soccer-y or like athletic-y, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> so I think that what rubber brings to the, the fetish scene is that it's playful, it's colorful. A lot of people that are into like spandexy or kind of sports geary, that's kind of like another level up from there. And so I think that that's an easy way for people to see like, oh, okay, I kind of understand like sports gear feels nice, it stretches, it's very tactile in that it's always kind of moving on your body. Um, I think that's what brings a lot of people to it. But also one thing that's really different about leather and rubber, because I'm very much into both, is that the rubber community tends to be a lot more colorful, superhero-y. There's a lot of overlap there between like, I mean, you guys have seen like spandexy like tops that people wear to the gym. That's like superhero patterns and all that. I think that rubber has a really good job of not taking itself too seriously and being very playful in that manner. I think I mean, both rubber and leather is being black. Um, They can be predominantly, but I think you'll find, especially with like the conventions that we've gone to and the events that we go to, that there's a lot more color in the rubber and a lot more like cool designs that like stretch across the body and the way that rubber just kind of hugs the body also gives some people a lot more security in their kink and what they're wearing. And they just feel more sexy because they feel more put together. Wait, I, that's really interesting. Cause I also realized um, I was watching some of your videos and stuff like that. I just, in my mind, leather and rubber are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. They mm. seem like the same zone for me. And maybe that's cause I don't quite get it. I think there's a lot of overlap. Like anything, there, there's Venn diagrams of what people are into and where all of that lies. Leather has been around for a little bit longer as far as a fetish and kink in, within that scene. Um, but rubber, I think, is becoming more and more increasingly popular as as they be, have more spaces to do stuff. Like one of our more popular videos on, on our YouTube that we've done to date has been a convention that we went to that was a rubber convention. It was Mr. International Rubber. And I think they're at like year 23 now, whereas like IML is at year, I think somewhere around 40, 43. So they've had, you know, two decades on top of the, the rubber scene. Um, and sorry, IML is International Mr. Leather. These are all big, big title conferences and contests like uh, Miss America, but for kink. <laughs> And hopefully a little bit less uh, rapey from Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we generally don't use uh, that term because uh, it just sends the wrong message, really. <laughs> don't you, need that PR. Yeah, no. America could take a lesson. Okay, wait. I <laughs> The thing you said that stuck out to me was that rubber can give people a little bit more feeling of like comfort or confidence can you tell me more about that sure so where, where something like leather is very stiff and rigid and it's sturdy and it feels nice it doesn't quite nip tuck and hug like rubber does you know so like what what people enjoy about that is it keeps it just makes you feel compact it makes you feel tight some people like that it, it also just hugs in a nice way almost like a compression shirt and yeah, so i think some like people like an that anxiety blanket is it an anxiety blanket for kink? I mean, I don't want to put a blanket statement on it, but for some people, uh, absolutely. Some people like that that constriction feelings, you know, same thing with bondage. Some people like being tied down and just left there for hours in a sleep sack. But some people, the second they get into that constricting tight feeling, could maybe get a little claustrophobic. Are you saying someone could choke my entire body instead of just my neck? <laughs> With consent. <laughs> um, okay, I might understand or start to understand some rubber things. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And honestly, I, I'm, I, I kind of enjoy all the things. Um, but leather has definitely been on my, my list a lot longer than, say, rubber was. And it's only been more recently that I've gotten more into it because... We keep getting invited to these amazing events around rubber, and I have to get something to wear to them. <laughs> and so I've had a lot of fun, like customizing, making like superhero-y looked things or like things with hoods and capes. Like rubber provides this tactile and and just flowy sort of sensation that you don't get with this like leather or fabric. It's very different in that way as well. Hmm. You make it yourself. I don't make it, but I work for a shop called Mistress Leather, and we do tons of custom stuff we make lots of rubbery things and also working there there's a little bit more leeway to like 
make something different and interesting. So there's lots of customization available there. And there's tons of different shops that exist that will literally sit down and be like, what do you want? And you can give them, you know, a superhero pattern. You can give them, you know, some sort of like workman sort of look, or maybe uh, some like people really like to get gungy and rubber uh, and like messy because it's easy to clean up. And it kind of just, you know, piss, urine, spit, jelly, whatever, just slides right off. Could get one that's like Teflon, maybe. <laughs> Teflon rubber. <laughs> <laughs> From Tupperware. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I asked this quite a few different times on the show. When what was the indication to you that that leather and then rubber would be something that you were into? Because I mm-hmm. I keep having this experience where I don't know if I have any kinks because there's nothing that I'm like, holy shit, I need to try that. Um, so is it is it something that you know and then find, or is it something that you're sort of surprised by? So what I find is like everyone's got their like spider bite moment to make it nerdy and and somewhat relatable. For me, it was playing cops and robbers as like a nine, 10 year old and being the robber getting tied down to the chair. Not very good rope bondage, mind you. (laughs) Um, And just kind of being like, 10 year olds, get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) That was not what I said. Uh, But I just I sat there and I was like, oh, what is this fun feeling? I like this. I want this to happen more. And of course, that, that was about the time when I started using the Internet. Um, you look and you find and you find words and verbiage and then eventually porn. And that was kind of just my entry level, my kink. Do you remember finding your first rubber porn? Hmm. Not as distinctly or vividly because it wasn't the first porn I'd ever watched. But I do remember a specific porn being rubber, but also puppy play, but also by kink.com. And I couldn't tell you which porn that was, but there was, it was like everything that I'm into all in one gigantic porno um, that I definitely have saved somewhere, but I couldn't tell you the name of it. because <laughs> It's it's just so ingrained in my mind at this point. So was that like, when you found that, was that a moment of, was that a spider bite moment of like, holy shit, I'm into all this stuff? Or did you kind of already have a suspicion? Oh God, no. I already knew I was into everything by then. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Well, not everything, but like most, I I try everything at least twice, you know, you you give it once to be like, that was an experience and twice to be like, okay, do I like this or not? Because I think one thing people do when they are trying to become kinky or get into something different is they try it once. And if they didn't like it, they think that that means they don't like it at all. Wherein I think kink and setting up some sort of scene requires a lot of different aspects. The person, the scenario, maybe the the rope bondage, maybe, you know, the sense or the smells like there's so much to a scene. If you don't like something the first time, I think there could be a number of things that that led to that. That actually reminds me, Mike, this is something you've said that like has really stood out to me because I've mentioned it several times of like your first gay hookup and like you use that kind of negative experience as an excuse to not be gay. Yeah. (laughs) Let's make it sad. Um, But I, I think of the same thing, like, you know, trying something once, especially if you're trying to resist it, like just being gay at all. And then just using that as kind of your excuse or reason for not trying it again or not being in saying you're not into it. Yeah. There is this sort of believable psychological idea of, of seeking out a bad experience so that you can shut it down. And I, I definitely did that with gay stuff in general. I, I wonder if, if kinks are the same way, right? If somebody could subconsciously or unconsciously go and, and, and have a bad experience so that they don't have to, feel weird about exploring that part of their sexuality oh you want to talk about repression i went to catholic school for 10 years so like (laughs) i know all about repression and sexual whatnot um i I had that same experience of like being gay growing up in a catholic school you know trying to pray the gay way or whatever you want to call it but i've had my kinks as well that i was like "Ooh, that's too feminine or that's too you know that's too submissive or that's putting yourself out there in a way that's just like embarrassing and not realizing that that was part of what made the kink hot or what made it fun and being able to wrap my mind around that because i think we all get have our hangups you know like one kink that i 
started out like when I saw it, it was like, didn't get it. It was like, quote unquote, gross. It was very emasculating or embarrassing was like chastity, um, which for those that don't know what that is, that's like locking your dick up in a hard plastic or metal or tight sort of situation where you can't really get off or get fully hard. And you might not have control over that. Maybe your dom or someone else has control over it. Like to me, that was such a weird, embarrassing sort of situation when I first found it. But now as I've gotten to know people into it and I've gotten to be exposed consensually to it, I've really enjoyed it. And that's one of my favorite kinks as of late. Mike, do you worry that if you tried any of these that you would do the same thing of like immediately not liking it or rejecting it? I don't think so. I I am on your behalf. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Come on, repression. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, because I, I think unlike being gay, where I, at least some part of me consciously knew that I was gay and didn't want to be, I am not conscious of having a kink that I'm avoiding. Um, See, but I think of like if you're brand new to something that like discomfort of like you like to know what's happening and you like the structure of things. And if you're into like if you get into something, a new scenario, I could see you like not being turned on because you're like, wait, what's this? How do I do that? What's like being in your head about it? Yeah. But also, I'm, I'm convincing you not to try things. <laughs> my point. <laughs> but like so my favorite kind of story was like. I was at a contest event, big convention, and some girl who was super into dominating guys had her straight boyfriend there. And this is a big kink event. Everyone's in harnesses and jock straps. And this guy is telling me because I'm stuck at a booth, so he's finding someone he can talk to because he's probably uncomfortable. But he comes over and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're talking. Oh, I'm not really into this leather and kink thing. You know, my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but doesn't she look great and like her her whatever she was wearing and he kept talking about her boobs and how great they looked in this leathery latex outfit and i was like well do you really like boobs because it sounds like you like boobs a lot and he's like oh yeah yeah i love tits they're the best blah, blah. i don't know how to talk like a bro so i'm doing my best. <laughs> that was actually really good oh thank you i mean thanks bro um <laughs> oh but man i'm like 20 percent more into you <laughs> well he might have been more into me too after this conversation but anyway uh so we're talking for a good long time because i'm stuck where i'm at and eventually i was like do you do you think you have like a fetish or kink for boobs i mean it sounds like you really like boobs he's like oh no i don't have any kinks and i was like no but like really think about it do you need boobs in order to get off and he's like well yeah and i was like well do you have a kink maybe then that you didn't know you had and you're just kind of unpacking that now and he kind of just had like this miniature brain explosion like for someone who's like spouting out everything about him to me he like pauses for a good 30 seconds is like hmm you know what maybe i am so it's like I think everyone's into something. It's kind of how we talk about or gauge our own interests that that can help to define or even just finding the words and definitions for certain things in our life that change how we perceive something. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know about the type of people that are into rubber. Like you talked about one dude, like a straight dude there that seemed a little bit, I don't know, clingy or something. But um, <laughs> like Much like rubber. <laughs> <laughs> but are there like a certain are there different groups within rubber or certain types of people you associate with rubber Ooh, that's a good question thank uh, you you're welcome i like being very <laughs> complimentary to my interviewer no um i think everybody kind of comes to rubber from a different perspective like i said i think lots of people that are into lycra and spandex really enjoy rubber rubber uh superhero fetishists really enjoy rubber puppies like puppy players for whatever reason a huge demographic of rubber uh, players are puppies um and then i for whatever reason a lot of very fashionable people i feel like are into rubber because they can do some really intense interesting fun looks in it yeah i don't i don't think there's a specific set of people into it what are the you've mentioned a couple times like you can make your own rubber or do crazy things what's the craziest rubber thing you've seen i mean truthfully some of the craziest looks i've seen have been on rupaul's drag race have you ever, do you guys watch RuPaul? Like, I know you're gay, but I don't want to like assume. And, okay. Neither I know you're us, gay, but not that kind know. of gay. <laughs> Talk about stereotyping, right? Yep. I've seen some really interesting, like inflatable looks. 
So I think one of my favorites has been a RuPaul queen who had like a ponytail of different inflatable balls, Latrice Royale, who is this, you know, she is one of the larger queens on the show, but she is large in charge, has a personality to boot and like is wearing this skin tight latex dress that's tight all around the curves, but then flowy at the bottom. And this like alien ponytail with like inflatable balls. Mm -hmm. And it's just, if you haven't seen it, look it up. Latrice Royale, rubber. It's yeah, it is a look to die for. But then is there a difference between like the fashion aspect and the kink aspect? Um, I would definitely say that the more fashionable you get, the less sex you can have in it. Probably. (laughs) If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like I have some super accessible latex jock straps and latex singlets with the ass completely out of it. So like that's really easy to have sex in and that's really sexy. But I also have like full body suits where there's no zippers in certain parts. So you can't really get access to all the goods because you're just wanting to look sexy and tight. Literally. Wait, no zippers. So does it take like an hour to get in them? Some of them. Yes. <laughs> and two or three people, depending. <laughs> <laughs> Oh With God. rubber, it's very important to be lubed or use like a, a a powder to get into it comfortably. But it's a it's a process. So like I love my leather and latex, but leather is much easier to get into than latex. When I like when you mention full body suits, I think of two things in movies or like media, and one is American Horror Story, uh-huh. and then the other is the gimp suit in. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. That's everyone. Everybody I, that's, goes to those that's two. What I, that's what I would assume people <laughs> would always associate if they don't know much like me. What What are your feelings about those kind of scenes? And basing kinks based on what you see in like popular media always seems like it's that's not real. My take on anything in media, be it American Horror Story, which that season was actually really good. Season one was pretty good. Yeah. Um, or like was. Fifty Shades of Grey or Pulp Fiction or... Like they're all somebody's perspective or take on kink, whether it's a good take or a bad take. It is a take that is allowing people the conversation, the words, the verbiage to say, oh, this is kind of sexy and I might be into it. Something like Fifty Shades is a terrible, abusive sort of representation of kink, but it has started so many people's careers in kink where they are able to learn more. So I'm all for pop culture taking their stab at it so long as they're not doing it in such a way that's like literally going to harm people. I mean, no one's going to get a ghost to dress up as their boyfriend or husband in a gimp suit and then attack them like an American horror story, you know, but seeing that visual might really turn someone on and then they're able to learn more. Yeah. yeah. Assuming you've seen all of this culture, which trust me, I was, I was watching 50 shades of gray, but I had my phone in my hand and I was like jerking off at the same time watching some porn. Like I was not paying attention whatsoever to the movie because it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I've not seen or read that. So, but I, but it's in the zeitgeist enough that, you know, I get, have the general gist of it. Well, anything that's based off uh, a fan fiction of twilight has <laughs> bound to be phenomenal, right? M- my take on twilight that's just called Taylor Lautner has not yet taken off, but I hope I hope it will. Yeah, Taylor's got like dad bod right now, which I'm totally into. I think I think he's much more handsome now. Personally, oh really? I have not yeah. I have not seen him lately. I'll have to do some googling. You all you go see, ahead. You didn't, see, you didn't see him in Scream Queens? <sighs> no, I watched oh, yeah. a little bit of that, but then stopped. And I really liked it. But he's so pretty. Yes. <laughs> Hot take from Mike. Yep. <laughs> Taylor Lautner's pretty. Look, I, 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 I need to limit the number of male celebrities that I go off on tangents about because I, I, I have a reputation now. You know, reputation. Taylor Swift. You made that a great connection, Mike. Oh, great. <laughs> you don't. You don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. No, I don't. Okay. I do. It's the. It's her album. Yeah. 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 So we do have some questions and they're they're listener questions or they're from Dan. But Dan is a listener. So they're all listener questions. <laughs> OK, I love that you, caveat. You reveal too much, Mike. If you just lie, then you, it's fine. It's not even parting the kimono anymore. It's like, I don't know where my kimono is. It's gone. <laughs> I, I, I walk around kimono less. I still hate that phrase, but OK. Ooh, a rubber kimono, though. Yeah. Yes. What? Wow. 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 Positive responses from Mike and Dan. <laughs> okay. We might have found your entry point. Uh, so question one, uh, is it true that rubber is a younger scene than leather? That's something that Dan has heard. 
<laughs> I think that predominantly the demographic does skew a little bit younger, but there are all sorts of people into rubber. Uh, what the, the MIR, one of the largest events, is run by many older, old guard or older uh, people with it in the scene. Okay. Old guard. That's a term that um, some people like, some people don't like, but it's referring to the generation before the current generation of like kinksters. So like old guard leather is very, it's a term that lots of people use. I just, I want to be considered old guard for something. <laughs> <laughs> some people Maybe prefer so. guard classic. So, ooh. <laughs> I really enjoy Everyone hated guard classic. And that's when they came back out with their original formula. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Old guard. Uh, so next, do the colors of rubber tie to specific kinks? Yellow, red, blue, like in leather. Ooh, yeah. So the flag, um, there is a rubber flag, which has like red, black, and yellow. And it's a bunch of dashes that kind of make like a backwards check mark. Um, and the story behind that, and I forget the year that it was created, but the story behind that is it's two men rubbing up against each other or like, you know, humping vigorously. Um, I believe the red refers to like the blood and the passion. The yellow refers to like piss play and like getting down and dirty. Um, and black is just generally a very kink centric color. Wait, so like yellow being piss play, like that to me feels like it could be a very separate thing. Like just because you're into rubber may not mean you're into like water sports, but that's interesting that it's part of the same like flag for it. Well, you, you don't have to be obviously into everything that a flag stands for in order to have that. That's just kind of the meaning and symbolism that somebody attributed to it when they created it. And I honestly don't know who or the year off the top of my head, but all that information is easily accessible online. Dan is probably on it already. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is he on? Are we talking about butt plugs again? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, we can't see the bottom half of Dan in this video call. Dang. <laughs> I don't know that I want to know. Dang, that's Dan's scruff name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Oh, it was. It I thought be. it was funny. Yeah. Wait, your scruff name is I don't know that I want to know? <laughs> that's a long scruff name. Stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question that's probably from Dan. Um, <laughs> what are some entry-level rubber gear items people can explore without investing a lot initially? And then this is very specific. I love rubber gloves meant for electric line work that minimize sensation for the wearer. Right, Dan? That's totally not a question that you asked, but... <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electric electric linemen wear these gloves that protect them from being shocked, and they're very thick rubber. Um, and so if you're wearing them, you can't really feel much sensation. But if you're being touched by them, you feel all the sensation. It's an interesting dichotomy play thing that um that kiba and i have explored together before mm-hmm. turns out they're not su- super cheap though they're like hundred and something bucks a pair but rubber can get pricey for sure uh i know that depending on like different thicknesses you can kind of feel uh electric play a little bit differently i can't speak for every experience on that because i don't wear rubber and play with electric often as far as entry-level stuff i mean gas masks are very they're easy to find. Sometimes they're a little more expensive. Um, there's tons of like jock straps that are easy to get into and don't require tons of lube to get into because it's just a few straps. Don't go out and buy a full sleep sack. That's going to cost a lot of money. Um, but What's a j- lot of money? Ooh, thousands and thousands of dollars, oh, depending shit. on how customized it is. Um, but yeah, I would say like jock straps, shirts, um, and some gas masks can be on the cheaper end. But rubber is a bit more pricey in a lot of ways. Do you remember what your first rubber item was? Yes. My first rubber item was a rubber jock strap. Do you still yeah. own it? I do. I've moved recently, so I couldn't tell you where it is in all these boxes, but I do still own it. I wore it a few months ago. Oh, nice. It still kind of fits, <laughs> which is nice about rubber. It stretches really well, so long as you condition and take care of it. Wait, condition? What do you? What, do you, what does that mean? What do you do? So um, rubber requires a little bit more upkeep than, say, leather, where leather is a you know a skin and a hide, rubber is a, a synthetic material, and so if you don't take care of it, it can oxidize, sweat, and just different lubes or liquids can uh, slowly degenerate it. For rubber care, you want to make sure you wash it. Uh, you can condition it with stuff called like Black Beauty, um, or there's a number of different items that you can like put on the top of it, just kind of coat it and condition it. 
but you want to keep it in a dry and dark area when you're not wearing it. For a good introductory video, see what's the safe word. They have a rubber <laughs> 101. <laughs> oh, thank you. We love a good plug. Yeah. Right, Dan? <laughs> Do you have more questions on your list from listeners um, slash Dan? Yeah, Dan slash listeners. <laughs> uh, I I would be curious on tips in how to. You mentioned the challenge sometimes of certain rubber gear is hard to get into, and I'm I'm Harry. Kyle's Harry. Uh, mm. uh, what are some tips on how to get in and out? I have some like opera length rubber gloves I wear frequently, and they're such a pain in the ass. Sure. Getting into rubber is never an easy feat. I will just say that right there. <laughs> um, more, the more hands, the better. Uh, and, and usually mm. more fun. And just lube up. You can never have enough lube. Like your you know? body? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Physically lubing up your body. I like to use silicone lube. Uh, some people like to use like powders to get in. There's this one video, if you want to talk about Kim Kardashian, there's just one video of her getting into rubber, which is hilarious. And she's not nearly lubed up enough. Um, but it's it's also just a, a lovely, like, watching someone struggle sort of video. But yeah, the, if you have hair, lube, lube, lube. Did I, did I say lube? Just, yeah. just do it. Just lube it. There you go. <laughs> just lube it. Lube early and often, kids. Mm -hmm. I... Like having a difficult thing to get into and out of like usually I mean mostly like I'm thinking when I jerk off or when I have sex like when I come usually I'm like done skis so like the idea of then having to like remove a bunch of stuff and having it take time sounds like not fun like it sounds like that I don't know is there a lazy person's version of rubber yeah <laughs> I like sex but I'm also lazy uh, you want something with lots of zippers or large holes to get out of quickly, like a full cat suit without any zippers. If you're trying to get into that, like that takes time yeah. both to get in and get out. Um, yeah. I, and you definitely need another set of hands. I've gotten stuck in rubber before and I, I, I was fine. It's, it's okay. No, <laughs> I'm still that, alive. <laughs> I, oh my God. It's, what do you do then? Yeah. Wait, what, what got stuck? <laughs> oh. Want to talk about butt plug? No. Uh, <laughs> just just like, so I have really broad shoulders. I was a swimmer. Um, and so like getting a, a singlet or some like sort of tops on can, <laughs> tell, talk about tops, uh, mm -hmm. can be difficult sometimes if you're by yourself. And then when, when rubber starts to roll, you're not supposed to let it roll too much. But if it starts to like roll as you're taking something off, it can get even tighter. If there's hair, it can get especially tight. So just, again, having an extra pair of hands is super useful for rubber. Don't don't ever try and do it by yourself if you don't think you can do it by yourself because you will get just like kind of stuck and contorted. And it's not fun. <laughs> so I, wait, what about safety? Like, do people end up in the ER with rubber? <laughs> like, oh, God. They're trapped in it. <laughs> um, I've never heard of a story that's not saying it's not happened. Um. Rubber is at least forgiving enough that it stretches pretty well. So more often than not, you can usually get the rubber off with enough willpower and, again, lube. Uh, are there any safety tips people that are starting out should know? Ooh. Other than lube and extra hands? I mean, lube and extra hands solve most problems. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> always try on the rubber before you buy it. Uh, rubber is expensive and you don't want to get the wrong size. And I've definitely working in, in retail or with something like rubber. When you start looking at customizing sizing or just getting the right size, that's almost always the reason someone returns something. Um, and if it's not the right size, then you have that it, rubber stretches, but everything has a breaking point. Um, and we never want to break something. Except spirits. Oh. <laughs> um, or records. Or records. Um, okay. I, I feel like I can understand and relate to the visual aspect of rubber based on like how you've described it. But it seems like the feel of it is really important. And I don't quite understand that, like the feel of different fabrics and materials, like has never been a thing for me. So can you tell me about like what it is you feel and why that's exciting? Or do we just need to like, like roll on some Eve for a while and then we'll get it. <laughs> um, I can't strictly speak to that experience. Um, <laughs> rubber, it's almost like wearing, I'm trying to think of a good 
similar or like comparison. Like when you wear compression shorts or some really tight underwear, you can kind of sometimes get that like chill kind of cool feeling where that fabric is because it's so sheer. Like rubber in that way does a good job of uh, keeping heat in sometimes in the right environments. But also if you're like outside and there's a cool chill breeze, it almost does feel sometimes like you're completely naked. Like it gives you that that feeling of like you feel the the fabric on the outside of your skin getting really cold. So you get lots of different kinds of like sensation play going on. But also as you're wearing it, like it's slipping, it's sliding, it's rubbing. And it's also making you sweat because it's not a very uh, it's not very good at letting your body heat out and letting your sweat out. So you'll see a lot of time people in rubber are like dripping quite literally. And is that can... a good thing or a bad thing? Like... <laughs> it's definitely hot for some people. If you're in a cold environment with no way to get warm again, it's not great. Because you're literally sweating and you don't have much to keep yourself super warm outside in the cold. So you have to be more conscious of like the temperatures and where you are when wearing rubber as well. I want to move over to events. You talked about a uh, rubber vent already that I remember mm-hmm. the name of, but I'm not going to say right now because I because <laughs> oh, you already M-I-R? said it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah M-I-R. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Can and you exactly- tell me about rubber events, uh, what they're like and why people go? Sure. So I've been to a number of like smaller contests and there's contests that exist all over the world. Um, Mexico, Brazil, just the States, like people will have contests and bars, which again are like Miss America pageants, but for kinksters. So people get on stage, they, you know, show off their swimsuit or jockstrap portion. They do like their talent portion. They <gasps> I was might... going to ask about the talent portion. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted, but I'm really excited. What are some, <laughs> what are some rubber talents? Um, well, just seeing who can get the biggest butt plug. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> every contest is different. So like some contests, they do like pop questions where you have to be funny or just be witty. Um, some people do like, here's a grab bag of things. And you just have to like create a fun scene or scenario or skit really quick with like one submissive and yourself and this bag of things, which I've seen go terrible, but I've also <laughs> seen go very well. So like imagine I'm trying to think of a good one. Oh, one of the contestants of MIR had a grab bag and they have this sub within like some skimpy briefs, you know, latex and they're in their look which is, you know, a hazmat suit and their bag of goodies was like chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and an electrical cord, you know, like an extension cord. So they use the extension cord, tied the sub down to whatever chair existed on stage. They're in a hazmat suit and they started making a gigantic mess with chocolate. Like it looked like somebody shat everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and then topped it off with some whipped cream, you know, like it. So just being fun and funny in that way kind of gets you points in that regard. But then also being able to serve some looks and just look comfortable, but also sexy, but also confident in whatever you're wearing. Like that's kind a, of what the contest part is about. Made a chocolate sub day. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the he was the only top topping in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait, Mike. When Amp said chocolate, uh, whipped cream, and uh, an electric cord, did I hear you make a positive sexual noise? <gasps> no. No, oh, it was shit. like I thought that was like okay. So my my thought went like this: if you're in a situation where like you're performing, like you're trying to get points, what mm-hmm. are the chances that this person is going to try to plug that cord in and do something electric, oh, like on the fly, because they're they feel pressured and like I got to do something crazy, and well, I was like, oh no, girl, that's not going to go well. <laughs> Thankfully, they they don't put anyone in any harm's way, and it was a big stage. So there was no way they were finding a plug. Uh, but that that's like that is kind of the contest portion of these sorts of events. But there's also what I'm generally doing at these events beyond having sex uh, is vending because there's usually like a big almost like a Comic-Con floor. So a big auditorium or hotel or stage room that people are selling stuff. There's a, usually a big pit where people can try stuff on or try stuff out or be put into things. Um, and then there's also like portions where people are teaching classes or selling stuff or buying stuff or just i mean there's also like massage tents sometimes where people are actually getting massages not like a happy ending but an actual <laughs> massage which is totally different experience in rubber as well wait massages yeah like imagine someone having like a car buffer but they're like buffing your rubber so they're not only conditioning your rubber but they're giving you a massage with like a gigantic car buffer 
I'm Buff- sorry, buff- buffing the rubber. Has that's, to be- <laughs> that's where I stopped too. <laughs> you got to get it shiny. <laughs> buffing your rubber is like the sexual act when you're putting on a condom, but like blowing them as you do it to make it sexy. I think that's what the what Urban Dictionary could be. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I think that's incredibly that? sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, it, you said you said you're having sex at these events. Are there like like I imagine that they're like convention centers where that might not be a place like you um kinksters tip very well. I will say that <laughs> hotels that at least whenever I've spoken to a hotel staff person, they're always enjoying themselves. They want to take pictures with everyone. The the maids and the room service are getting tipped incredibly well, at least by their respectable, like responsible kinksters. Um, and we clean up after ourselves. Plus, we like alcohol, so we pay a lot at the bars. So, <laughs> Okay. Uh, tipping well is not something I would expect. Are there any other uh, things that maybe outsiders wouldn't expect from people into rubber? Ooh. Um, not everyone's there to have sex. I mean, not everyone's at these events to have sex. Some people are literally just there to get into the gear because they find it's therapeutic or they like socializing or they just really like dressing up and looking cute. Um, and also like asexual people exist within the spectrum of kinksters, uh, non-binary people. I mean, every, every walk of life exists at these conventions. And I think that a lot of people assume just because it's predominantly seen as a male centric, male heavy gay event that they think that it's just gay men at these things, which is not true at all. A lot of organizers at these events are women or are non-binary or are trans and like everyone's welcome. Mike, I think those were all my questions. Do you have, yeah, do, do we do it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did the I sex. We, wait, we did yes, it? I think we did it. Is there anything we didn't ask that we should have that you want to share? You guys were very thorough. Oh, um, thank you. So you're welcome to ask follow ups at some other point if you have any questions. But you guys, yeah. I mean, you guys killed it. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Then, uh, then should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Rubber break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, Amp, where can people find out more about you and what you do and who you are and all of that good stuff? The internet. No. Um, <laughs> you can find me pretty much everywhere on all social media is at Pup Amp as one word. Um, that's my personal stuff. But we also have a YouTube channel and podcast and other social medias under uh, What's the Safe Word? Or our podcast, What's Your Safe Word? Um, you can find it all. We have lots of content over you know, 200 YouTube videos and over 20 or 30 podcasts at this point. So, And, th- and that's Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Yeah, but we, you know, we've actually trained Google. The one thing that we've done well with Google was uh, if you type in what, like W-H-A-T, you will find us still. If you know the Google foo, we might need to talk to you after the show. <laughs> I, I will share all of my knowledge and insight. Well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on lots of social media at Gayish Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. How have I not yet figured out how to say our social media in a succinct, good way? I oh, thought you were probably doing some like some weird, oh, adorable. Like uh, a, I fuck like, it up all the time. Eh. Like a bit that like a not really yeah. funny bit. Um, maybe I am. Uh, and our email is gmail at gayishpodcast.com. And our mailing address is P.O. Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Gayest and straightest? Yeah, gayest and straightest. Do you want to go first? Uh, so my gayest, they're both quarantine related, um, and clothes related. Uh, my gayest is I am still putting on cute underwear. You know, everyone's like, you know, you still have to like, you still like put on clothes and get dressed like a human to like help yourself. And that to me means wearing cute underwear. Um, and then the straightest thing though, is all the shitty t-shirts I wear. Like I have a Seahawks championship t-shirt and like t- free t-shirts that I've gotten from companies that I don't like that are stupid, but that's also what I wear around. Um, so I'm a mix of uh, gay and straight outfits. What well, about Kyle? You, if you need some new shirts, you could go to gayishpodcast.com and go to the merch <laughs> section. Come on, subtle plug. <laughs> 
I should. I love that merch from Gayish. Or the what's the safe word.com website has some amazing merch as well. I just ordered a uh, a fleece blanket that looks gonna, oh. like it's going to be perfect in my sling room. Sling Aww. room. Okay, it's circling back to that later. Mike, what's your gayest and straightest? Uh, let's see. So the straightest thing about me this week, uh, somebody in our Facebook group uh, who um, presents as female, at least in my eyes, posted a picture of some hot lady firefighters mm. saying that, that she wants to get her some of that. And they're actually super hot. I was like, oh, my God, am I bi? It was <laughs> it was it was very interesting. Yeah. But those those, those lady firefighters can yeah. get it. Yeah. And uh, then the, the gayest thing about me this week, actually, uh, thanks to Dan, there is a virtual gay bar here in Seattle that has a bunch of events. And I went to a underwear party on uh, Friday. So thanks for putting that together. Fucking Dan. And um, it's, you know, it's not the same as going to an underwear party like in real life, but it's the best substitute we have now, given the state of the world. So it's it's pretty awesome. Thanks. Yeah, You're welcome. Dan, people in Seattle can join? Yeah, it's a Seattle Virtual Gay Bar on Facebook. Uh, it's a group and uh, it's aimed at people f- uh, from Seattle or with strong connections to Seattle, like like Seattle expats, if you will, um, which I think amps a Seattle expat, aren't you? I am. In fact, when you talked about CC's fetish night, I was like, oh, I don't know. I miss it. Uh, <laughs> I lived there for 27 years. So just just a little just a little familiar. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. And then we have we've had two underwear parties. We've had a happy hour later today. We're doing a tea dance. Um, yeah. Just a way to stay connected and keep meeting people. Keep flirting. Keep showing off your cute underwear. Cute. Uh, I love that. Amp, what's your gayest and straightest? Well, my gayest was definitely the fact that I've uh, danced around to the new Dua Lipa album at least 20 times and it's only been out for a few days. Um, That's definitely the gayest. The straightest was probably finally getting my shower shot out and setting that up in my my, I figured out how to do that by myself. So Um, shower shot. Do you notice? Oh, I just meant I got tools out and like fixed it. Do you know what a shower shot is? No. Oh, oh. Toilet paper is a thing of the past. Uh, no. Uh, it is it a is, bidet? It is a hose that hooks up to your shower that people use for cleaning out really deep. Okay. I do know that. I just didn't know it had that name. Yeah. So it's one it of could have been your gayest and straightest. Like like the gayest is yeah. that you, you have one. And then the straightest is that you did the plumbing for it. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, well, speaking of taking it, that's it. This has been gayish. <laughs> um, uh, a, a special thank you to app from what's the safe word thank you so much for being here with us today thank you for having me and uh thanks to taylor swift and kim kardashian i guess i don't know why the fuck we talked about them so much it probably only made it to patreon so if you didn't hear it then that's what you're missing on the bonus content i don't think that's selling it very well <laughs> <laughs> okay great that's it i'm mike johnson i'm kyle Getz. until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next week rubber Do erasers turn you on? Those are rubber, right? No. <laughs> I don't think so, but also, I mean, if you got me an eraser that was shaped like a dick. <laughs> Amazon duck. Right? <laughs> Can you bulk order dick erasers? <laughs>